RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. The headlines. The chief executive says it's obvious the resignations of two British judges from Hong Kong's highest court were politically motivated. The Secretary for Financial Services says he's confident business talent will return to Hong Kong in the future. And British and U.S. intelligence say President Putin is being misled about what's actually happening in Ukraine. Chief Executive Kerry Lamb says it's obvious the resignations of two British judges from Hong Kong's highest court are politically motivated. She said it's disturbing that the resignations of Robert Reed and Patrick Hodge had been associated with the implementation of the national security law in the SAR. The CE added that it is incorrect to suggest that overseas judges sitting on Hong Kong's courts means they're endorsing the government. To uh, suggest on this occasion that uh, they could no longer sit on a court of final appeal because to do so would appear to endorse the administration. It's a very fallacious argument. And I can only draw the conclusion that there must be quite a lot of politics uh, behind it. And in fact, in the last 15, 16 hours, all the commentators in Hong Kong, including very distinguished uh, senior counsels, have all suspected that this is a sort of uh, political manipulation. Mrs. Lamb later added that the government would make use of rapid test kits to be distributed to all Hong Kong residents to gauge the city's latest coronavirus infection situation. The test kits will be included in anti-epidemic packs that are set to be distributed to all Hong Kong households from this weekend. Mrs. Lamb said although the daily coronavirus caseload has dropped below 7,000, it is not the right time yet to carry out a universal COVID testing exercise, which would require all residents to take PCR tests for the virus. Earlier, the Chinese embassy in the UK also accused the British government of political manipulation by endorsing the resignation of two British judges. More from Todd Harding. Robert Reed, the head of the UK's Supreme Court, and his fellow judge Patrick Hodge resigned from the Court of Final Appeal yesterday, citing the national security law and an erosion of political freedom in the SAR. In a statement, a spokesman for the embassy said China firmly opposes what it calls the UK's intervention in Hong Kong and China affairs. It said Hong Kong has returned to stability and justice has been served since the national security law was enacted, adding that people's rights and freedoms have been protected. The embassy also said the Chinese government governs the SAR in accordance with the Chinese constitution and the basic law, not the Sino-British Joint Declaration. The Secretary for Financial Services, Christopher Hoy, says he's confident that talent will return to Hong Kong in future, saying its departure is just a short-term phenomenon prompted by COVID restrictions. Yesterday, the chief executive said it might be an indisputable fact that business talent is leaving. But speaking on a radio show, Mr. Hoy said people who left are often those who need to travel in and out of Hong Kong due to work, and he believes they will come back. Should we call it an outflow of talent, or are people just going to other places at the moment for work or business purposes? I think these talents will return, as long as we let people know that here is where opportunities lie. People have left really quickly, but they may come back really quickly too. If we control the epidemic well and promote our selling points through different strategies, I am confident. New COVID-19 cases in Shanghai remain high as it continues holding lockdown and testing operations to contain the Omicron wave. Authorities reported more than 350 symptomatic cases, a slight jump from the day before, while asymptomatic infections dropped to almost 5,300. 
Overall, the National Health Commission reported more than 1,800 symptomatic infections with almost three-quarters found in the northeastern Jilin province. University of Hong Kong microbiologist Hopak Leung has urged the government to tighten vaccine mandates when it eases social distancing measures from April the 21st. Speaking on an RTHK show... Dr. Ho said infections will continue to drop in Hong Kong, but the epidemic may rebound when social distancing measures are relaxed. He says officials should tighten the vaccine pass policy, such as requiring Sinovac recipients to be triple jabbed and extending vaccine mandates to more places. Employees, not service users of all medical organizations, clinics and private hospitals, etc., as well as the indoor working population from private organizations, should be asked to use the vaccine pass from April the 21st. This way you can boost vaccination, and even if the epidemic rebounds, people have been vaccinated and you can reduce the number of severe cases and deaths. Dr. Ho also says the government could fly flags at half-mast on Qingming Festival next week to mourn the deaths of over 7,000 people in the COVID wave. Information from the airport authority shows that about a dozen passenger flights coming from the nine previously banned countries will land in Hong Kong tomorrow. There will be 10 direct flights from places such as London and Manila, with those departing from the Philippine capital accounting for 40% of the total. Among the 10 flights, the first to arrive will be a Cathay Pacific flight from London Heathrow. That's scheduled to touch down at the airport at 2.40 in the morning. There are also two indirect flights from Canada and Australia. Chief Executive Kerry Lam says the government is fully prepared for the return of at least 2,000 Hong Kong residents tomorrow when the flight ban on nine countries is lifted. An interdepartmental uh, meeting has been held yesterday, chaired by the Chief Secretary for Administration, to make sure that we have the uh, capacity, we have the uh, uh, staff, and um, the testing contractor will be geared up to look after the several thousand uh, passengers arriving, and also the uh, transportation, because we have to arrange designated uh, transportation. So I I can tell you that uh, we have uh, 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 made full preparation for the return, and I hope that they will all have a pleasant trip uh, back to uh, Hong Kong. Political party The Third Side says it hopes the future chief executive can rebuild people's trust in the government, push for political reform, and protect Hong Kong's status as an international city. With the nomination period for the May CE election starting on Sunday, the, period, the party said it will meet with future CE candidates and conduct public polls before deciding whether to support any of them. The Third Side's executive secretary, Chan Kaya Wai, says they hope more people will pay attention to the CE election. The CE is the, is the CE of the whole city. That is why the Hong Kong people should take care and also should ask him or her be accountable to the, the public. Whatever way he or she be elected, it doesn't mean he or she has no duty to be accountable to the public. That is why the public should be uh, mobilized and also should be involved in the whole election. RTHK has learned that several former leaders of the now disbanded Confederation of Trade Unions have been taken away by the police over alleged violations of the society's ordinance. Former President Joe Wong, Vice President Leo Tang and Treasurer Cheng Cheng Fai 
have been asked to assist with a police investigation into the group's alleged failure to hand over information the force demanded last month. Secretary General Lee Chuk Yan, who is in jail, is also being questioned. The police have also applied for court warrants to search two premises linked to the group. Overseas now, British and U.S. intelligence say Russia's military operation in Ukraine has been hampered because President Putin is not being given an accurate picture of events on the ground. The White House spokesperson, Kate Bedingfield, said this was resulting in persistent tensions between Mr. Putin and top generals. We believe that Putin is being misinformed by his advisors about how badly the Russian military is performing and how the Russian economy is being crippled by sanctions because his senior advisors are too afraid to tell him the truth. So it is increasingly clear that Putin's war has been a strategic blunder that has left Russia weaker over the long term and increasingly isolated on the world stage. A head of British intelligence said Russia had massively misjudged the situation in Ukraine and the troops sent there now were demoralized, short of equipment and refusing to carry out orders. There's been no response yet from the Kremlin. The Ukrainian president, Volodymyr Zelensky, has warned that Russia is moving its forces away from the capital and the north to prepare for new strikes on the Donbass area in the east. In his latest video address, he said this redeployment was a consequence of the Ukrainian military's defense of Kiev and Chernihiv, and that the military were preparing for Russia's next move. We are getting ready for this. We don't believe anyone, not a single beautiful phrase. There's a real situation on the battlefield, and that's the most important thing. We will not give anything away. The United Nations is seeking almost four and a half billion U.S. dollars to fund humanitarian operations in Afghanistan. The appeal at a conference in Geneva is the largest the U.N. has made for a single country and is three times the amount requested last year. This report from BBC's Imogen Folks. Afghanistan has suffered four decades of conflict and, more recently, successive drought. Sixty percent of its people are going hungry. Sanctions have stopped the salaries of tens of thousands. Afghan families are selling their belongings to put food on the table. Child labour and child marriage are increasing. The UN hopes donor countries will be generous, but some donors may be reluctant to fund a country run by the Taliban. At the same time, the crisis in Ukraine may be diverting donors' attention and their cash. The body that runs the Oscars has started a disciplinary proceedings against the actor Will Smith after he slapped the comedian Chris Rock during the awards ceremony on Sunday. Smith went on to collect the Best Actor Award. From Los Angeles, here's the BBC's Peter Bowes. The Academy says Will Smith's actions were a deeply shocking, traumatic event to witness in person and on television. He could be suspended or expelled from the group for violating its standards of conduct with abusive or threatening behaviour. The Academy says Smith, who went on to win the award for Best Actor, was asked to leave the ceremony but that he refused. It also apologised to Chris Rock for what he experienced on the Oscars stage and thanked him for his resilience in the moment. The Hubble Space Telescope has set a new record for capturing a picture of a single distant star. The light from the giant sun was taken 12.9 billion years ago and uh, the light is only hitting us just now. Astronomers have called the star Arendelle, morning star in Old English. The BBC's Jonathan Amos reports. 
The veteran Hubble Space Telescope is still making remarkable discoveries, and this latest one is particularly smart. Even with its large mirror, Hubble shouldn't be able to pick out individual stars at a time when the universe was only 6% of its current age. They're too far away. But Hubble exploited a natural zoom lens in the sky. It takes the form of a great cluster of galaxies in the line of sight, which then bends and magnifies the light of more distant objects behind. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 22,031. That's 200 points down on the previous close. Turnover was $51.1 billion. And in currency, a short time ago, the U.S. dollar would buy 122.28 yen. The euro was at 1 U.S. dollar and 11 cents. And the pound was worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 26 cents. In sports, and we start with football, the women's El Clasico, where Barcelona thrashed Real Madrid to reach the semifinals of the European Champions League. Barca's women won 5-2 at the new Camp to complete an 8-3 aggregate victory. And they did it in front of a record crowd of over 91,000. More from the BBC's Maz Faruqi. In front of a record crowd for any women's game, not just at club level, Barcelona eased in the end to an 8-3 aggregate win, even though they didn't have it all their own way on the night. In fact, they were 2-1 down to Real Madrid 50 minutes in, but three goals in 10 minutes put them in complete control before Carolina Graham Hansen added a fifth in the 70th minute. So many moments stand out from this historic night for women's football. The celebrations from the 2021 Ballon d'Or winner and captain Alexia Pute after her goal and also the message spelled out by those in the stands with coloured squares before kickoff more than empowerment Paris Saint-Germain also reached the semi-finals after a two-all draw with Bayern Munich PSG went through uh, 4-3 on aggregate the United States and Mexico have booked their tickets to the World Cup finals in Qatar after securing the results they needed to claim the last two automatic qualifying places from the CONCACAF region the USA were beaten 2-0 by Costa Rica and San Jose to finish third in the standings, while Mexico eased past El Salvador 2-0 in Mexico City to finish second overall. Canada had already qualified on Sunday. Costa Rica finished qualifying in fourth place and will face New Zealand in a playoff for a World Cup berth. The first women's golf major of the season, the LPGA Chevron Championship, gets underway at Mission Hills, California today. Last year, Thailand's Patty Tabatanakit became the first rookie since 1984 to win the season's opening major. She's been speaking about the experience and how it could help her defend the title. Honestly, last year I kind of blacked out, you know, just just I was really in the moment. I was really into what I was doing, so I didn't really realize what was going on. Like, and was just really in tune with, with all, what I was doing. I was really present. And the temperature right now is 29 degrees with the relative humidity standing at 55%. And that's your news at one from RTHK.
Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me, Sadia Usmani. On the show today, just after 1.30, my guests will be Victoria Wisniewski, Otero, Florence Chan and Pooja Kapai. Three ladies who are at different stages of their pregnancy and they decided to raise awareness and clarify the current policies related to pregnant mothers, birth partners and child separation. I'll be talking to them about what changes they would like to see. And after 2 p.m., Yuki Jung, RTHK Radio 3 producer, will be joining me in the studio as my guest for Chinwag. This week, she talks to me about the subject that got everyone talking this week, Will Smith at the Oscars. Yes. After 2.30, Andrew Dembina is artsing around again with the latest local and global news on the art scene. So that is all coming up between now and 3 p.m. today. So make sure you stay tuned. Yeah. 